On this episode of the podcast, Sam and Ali are talking all things birth. So today we are talking all things birth, having just been through it. It's fairly topical. Not both of us, just you. No, just Dad. me. Just Although me. I, f- I feel, I mean, short of actually pushing him out, I do feel I was going through it with you. Yeah, fair point. It was very much a group effort. It was. As it was for the whole Instagram community, quite <laughs> frankly, because they were all involved. It really was. For those of you that do follow us on Instagram, you'll know what we're talking about. For those that don't, you missed out big time. <laughs> I mean, short of a between-the-leg shot, Ali was pretty... Um, Pretty key, well, pretty good at keeping everyone up to speed on the um, of the labour of baby Gus, who you can might be able to hear in the background. That sort of snuffling, snoring, snoring, snoring. He's like his father. He snores quite a bit. Um, so yeah, we're talking all things birth. Um, I've had three of them. Sam's had one of them. And there will be millions of stories out there all about whether they worked, whether they didn't, whether it was what you expected, whether it's what you were, you know, the last, yeah, exactly. Or whether it was the last thing you were were ever thinking you'd have. Um, I think that we all go into birth with a birth plan. I wrote mine out diligently for number one. Did you? Let's talk about that. So, Oh, I was going to be doing chanting, water birthing, all of that sort of stuff first time round. Were you and did mm. and where had those um, ideas come from? Had they things you'd read, or was that well, something you'd well, always? I think that the whole birthing preparation thing, kind of, yeah, all the books, all the NCT classes, all of that sort of like. Natural, so you did all everything that. fine. Yeah, I th- yeah, I did. I did an NCT crash course over the week over a weekend. Did not know they did that. Yeah, huh? right. High intensity birthing. There you go. Oh. Um, and they brush over all the negative bits very quickly and focus okay. very strongly on the positives. Um, so yeah, I kind of thought that it would all be birth pools and. So, you, and so wait, did you want to go in a pool? Yeah. Oh, is that my worst nightmare? Yeah. Well, at the beginning, and then I think actually his birth. I can't remember if that was with Leo or Elodie, but I had this vision of Christopher in his swimming trunks, you know, at the birth of our child with a, some sort of fishing net yeah. <laughs> scooping Ugh, yeah so that, yeah so it, i definitely <laughs> didn't think about going in a pool subsequently but i think for the first one i did why what did you think oh no nowhere near a pool i've got very dry skin and if i don't moisturize after i've had a bath i just find it very upsetting <laughs> quite pruney yeah so i just the idea of sort of sitting around in a cool pool of water with my frizzy hair which is another problem um and you know blood just didn't really appeal to me so for me why not so for me it was always going to be a very dry on land sort of labor on land, as opposed to at sea <laughs> yeah I also didn't like I was definitely never having a home birth mainly due to my slightly anal tendencies with uh, my house in terms of okay. I just couldn't imagine lying there and just seeing all the dust and being like oh god I wish I could get the hoover out yeah or, more stressful than actually being in hospital yeah and also I was like well what if it sort of pops <laughs> I've yeah. got like that's, birthing pool that's water. That's another good point. Has anyone had a birthing pool that's popped? I'd like to hear from you. That would be a good story. Yeah. We should find someone to write about that. Um, at home was never an option for me because, quite frankly, there is not a room in the house I like nicer. You know, I like enough. No, me to either. Want to sit in it. No, to do that in. I wanted to outsource yeah. all of it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that could be. Do you think people ever rent out their homes well, for, <laughs> for people to go and have their their baby? And I'd like a nice house to have a baby. I'm not going to get hostile. I don't like my house. It's like those filming locations yeah, exactly. that you can rent. It's like birthing locations. Come and give birth here. Be business in that. Do you know what? I quite fancy giving birth in some sort of big stately home in that's, the hall. That's what I'm picturing. Some sort of really grand room yeah. with just a pool in the middle of it that you're sort of in, going, "Well, this is rather nice." Yeah, it's a nice way to start start off. 
But again, no. please get in touch. Yeah. So get in touch if your birth pool has burst or if you rent your home out for people to come and give, have go into labour in. I don't think we're going to be inundated. No, if I I'm don't honest. think we are. So, yeah, so first plan for birth number one, plan didn't go to plan. plan. Did you go in the pool? Uh, no, God, no. Uh, I was induced two weeks late, so um, that wasn't particularly pleasant. Second time round, induced two weeks early. No, a week early because he was so big. Third time round, as you all know, mm. I was induced two weeks early because I was giving birth to the Incredible Hulk, who turned out not to be the Incredible not Hulk. Not to be the Incredible Hulk. So that's the other thing, is that obviously... A lot changes at every course of pregnancy and with Ali's third little one Gus um they had said he was going to be a rather large baby and that obviously just changed everything there was no birth plan was there the plan was get baby out yeah. in most efficient and allowing less damaging me, yeah. way as possible allowing me to still have sex at some point and yeah. still be able to hold my own urine that was my aim yeah this time around to walk yeah mainly um, Which all did go very well. Um, so there was no birth plan with that. No. And also, third time round, I think you are far more... You're better equipped in order to decide what you want to happen. Like, yeah. first time round, you're a bit more like, oh, God, I'm in the best hands. Which, of course, you are. But yeah. as in, you kind of go with whatever they suggest. Third time round, like, <laughs> once the waters had burst and I still hadn't really progressed, they were like, right, we'll just put some gel in now for the induction. I was like, no, you don't understand. This doesn't work with me. I want the drip. I want an epidural. I'm having it now. But did they listen? They said, oh, well, we'll speak to the surgeon. He's just going into, into surgery. And I said, no, I'm not waiting until he comes out of surgery. I want it now. Oh, but they loved you. They absolutely <laughs> loved me. This was, of course, after I just... Um, I just... Oh, hello, Gus. Um, I just... Uh, what's the word? I don't even know. Like, popped. Exploded? Yeah, three <laughs> litres of water all over their floor. They had to evacuate the ward. So they weren't particularly keen on me, really. But yeah, well, well how about your birth with Barney? Um, so I had no birth plan, and that's really genuine. Like, Why? Did they not make... I thought there was that section in your book that you had to fill out at the I back. I never did. Um, and I just i i was one of those that i was like i just want to get in and i trust them completely and they'll get it out and that was all that did you ever think was. about having it at home no never never at home never in a pool i was i'm the most i conform yeah i don't like to deviate from the from the norm so i literally went in had child left drugs again. what were your thoughts Nothing. on drugs generally oh well, i was getting happy to have whatever all of it because I remember first time around I was like not that keen on the sound of pethidin because it yeah, sort of yeah. made you sort of trip out and I was a bit like oh mm. god I think the whole thing's going to be alarming enough without tripping I was quite keen not to have an epidural just because I didn't like the idea of a catheter <laughs> like, and I still yeah. don't if I'm honest I've and also that one. injection in your back I mean I've yeah. had three of, in fact more of that because it didn't work the second time around but um yeah, like, I really didn't like the idea of that. It's amazing what pain does to you. You're suddenly like, oh, sod it. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Get it yeah. in there. Yeah, no, I went with gas and air um, and loved it. Loved it. But yeah, I had no birth plan. And I said, therefore, I, w- I, did, I wasn't disappointed or anything with how it went. You know, I was really lucky. I had a very good labour in the grand scheme. Because I think things. that's the problem with birth plans. You set yourself up a little bit to yeah. fail because you, with all the best intentions in the world, what happens happens and there's no control over that. Absolutely. And if you have a birth plan, you compare what you had to that plan. And if it's not what you're expecting, then you see it as a failure, which of course it wasn't. Exactly. And I think so for me, I never had any of that. And I think it's really important that you can definitely have your ideas, but just when it comes down to it, don't beat yourself up or don't mm. hold yourself to ideals that, you know, you have no control over, which you yeah. really don't. 
you know, in an ideal world, we'd all have these amazing, pain-free, fantastic labours that you occasionally read about, or you have somebody that goes, oh my God, yeah. I loved every second of it. And you're like, I just wow. sneezed and it came flying out. Yeah, good for you. But that's not the reality for most people. So I think make it as easy as you can on yourself. And I also think that, that make, like, for us, two times round, birth happened and that was great. And then we took our baby home and it was all wonderful. With Gus, it wasn't like that. Um, he ended up in intensive care. And I think that, yeah. you know, because that's not talked about in the birthing books, because obviously you're hoping that that's never going to happen, um, it is quite a shock. Whereas kind of if you're a bit more relaxed about it all and you're not so, you know, fixated on a on a set birth plan, then perhaps you're more open to things when, when you know, difficulties happen. We should mention that um, Ali's written about that about Gus being in um the neo NICU NICU I can't say NICU what is it neo neonatal intensive care care unit unit, um with baby Gus and also Ali has written a really good piece about the sort of the six things they don't tell you about when you have a baby Mm. um so do check out on the website there's some bits there we've got lots of birth related content on there yeah so it's definitely worth having a look funnily enough I'm just cathartically writing about all of it very good because you do you know you do forget um and there's there's lots of things that you don't expect like the one thing for me that about the birth which um I didn't expect was that I threw up with every contraction yes you see they don't tell you about that and no one had ever said to me that that would be an option so it's like every time the contraction came I quite literally just could not stop throwing up and also how hot it is I mean those rooms that you give birth in are are boiling like you didn't I had no idea that that was the case or afterwards how cold you get like I was really shivery because you've obviously I suppose got rid of all that energy you know and you're kind of energy depleted yeah there's lots of different things you just got to be really cool as much as possible that sounds easy just Mm. to go with the flow on that one um but I found and I don't know if this will work for everyone but I didn't go to any of the um classes or anything but I did watch One Born Every Minute I love that program religiously like that was my education on it because also I thought because they show it obviously quite the extreme and there's always some quite you know there's always quite some you know sad cases in there a lot of humour a lot of humour but I sort of saw that as like a worst case scenario like I thought it can't be be as bad as some of the you know women that are sort of screaming the hospital down so that was my education so I remember just sitting in bed with my mum watching it going oh my god (laughs) this is what's coming (laughs) I was like, you sure you should be watching this? And I was like, well, I've got to get some education from somewhere. Because also at that point, none of my friends had had kids. So I didn't really have anyone to turn to to go, let's talk to me about this. There's also plenty of humour in Mm. your birth story as well. Like there's plenty of bright bits because you're kind of like, it's all going to be pain and awful. But it's not. There's plenty of really funny bits. Oh my God, there's so many bits. And like my, uh, my husband will be testament to the fact that something that I was... Well, basically, like I packed obviously my own little hospital bag, and I'm I'm quite a big eater for those of you that know me. Like I like to graze throughout the day, mm. um, and I put some like flapjack bars in my bag, and actually during the sort of pushing part of it, was like, darling, darling, could you get me my bar? And he was like, what? So then, like I literally sat and ate a, a flapjack bar whilst pushing, mm. and, and the midwife was like, I've just never seen anyone do that before. Did you do a poo subsequently? That's what I was. I didn't eat basically because I was so worried about no, doing a poo. I didn't do a poo. That was good. Isn't it funny that even that I didn't worry about? Oh, I, I mean, did. It's, I just think it's so. Well, no, don't get me wrong. In the build-up to birth, yeah, but no, late, not but at you the think, time. Oh my god, this is going to be horrendous. My husband's going to see me poo all over the floor. He was the last person I was thinking about. I can tell you. I oh, really. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I just, I, actually, he, I found him quite irritating. Oh, dude, did you? Yeah, did you, all three. 
yeah they're just like I think you become almost animalistic you know you're just like you focus your body knows what it's doing him trying to rub my back or ask me if I was okay was the last thing I wanted oh really I have to say my husband was so good but he would be he was just so honest I really remember thinking gosh you legend you're just fantastic he was just there all the time and was just constantly reassuring and I just yeah I remember thinking I really quite liked him during that yeah but I think the main thing we've you know is you it's been a while it's been five years since you've given birth Was, yeah. had anything changed uh, yeah the induction process had changed which I found yeah. alarming which you didn't no one told you no about that no one told me about that either and actually it would have perhaps affected my decision to be induced I might which is have, really interesting I might have opted for a cesarean basically the induction process when I last had Leo was that you had um, the gel and then you had the drip and this time around you had a I'm not very good on the technical terms but I think like a pessary inserted yeah, into right, your cervix yeah. to soften it then you had the gel then you had the drip um, and in terms of the time that it would take it's a hell of a lot longer because you've got to have that pessary in for 24 hours so that would have really influenced my decision and I didn't know about that at all yeah um it's funny that no one told thought to say that to you no and I have to say that I have a friend who gave birth a week after I had Gus and she had a c-section and she was like the amount of information I got about having a c-section was practically non-existent bearing in mind it's major abdominal surgery you know in terms of it was a pre-planned c-section yeah um and you know she was like plenty about you know uh, diabetes tests and all that sort of stuff yeah. but not about the actual birth do visit the website upwardhours.com because we've got loads of birth labour labour plans all that sort of stuff related content on there you can just search birth and it all comes up um, and really interesting piece actually by um, APNI the Association for Postnatal Illness yeah. because there's a great piece on there about the impact giving birth has on dads you know and, and yeah. you forget how powerless they must feel when you're there going through it all and, and we have nine months to get ready and we have all the yeah. physical sort of preparation that comes with carrying a baby and we have the physical you know preparation of having to push it out and they just sort of stand there and watch it all and it must some for some be quite a shock to suddenly be like wow I'm a dad and you've got this wriggly little thing put in your arms and you're like what do I do now yeah so it's a really good piece by them there recommendation of the show so having just been through it Mm -hmm. you not me uh what would be your top tip your recommendation my best thing when giving birth was my good old Sainsbury's nighty because it was front opening which is great for breastfeeding it was a fairly bright pink colour which bearing in mind what's coming out of you during Mm -hmm. that period is quite a good thing colour and pattern is key that's true the top tip is don't go crisp white definitely don't go crisp (laughs) white I got two or three of them and that was that so that's key so buy more than one of the same because you sweat a lot I know it sounds stupid but because your hormones are all over the place afterwards when you're in the postnatal ward you're sweating a lot so you don't want to feel icky and sticky and you can't wash anything so just get a few and then the husband and can you know rotate yeah. them as they come in and okay visit. so more than one front opening hi guys and colorful and not pajamas because even though you think oh i could wear a shirt and and bottoms um you've got surgical stockings on post-birth to help uh-huh. with your uh, blood flow so having to hitch your trousers up every time they need changing or adjusting is a is a pain in the neck um and so just a good old big Amazing pair of advice. pants and um and and you'll be fine it's time for questions from the back seat right quite excited about the new segment of the new look podcasts um which is questions from the back seat ali why 
Well, we don't know about you, but it seems that whenever you get in a car, a little voice from the back seat pipes up with one of the most awkward questions you could possibly imagine that you're then trapped in a car and have to answer. So we decided to turn the tables on them and ask them to give us a question every week that is relevant to the subject that we're talking about on the podcast. Yeah. And so here is this week's question. From the back seat. Um, so when you give birth to a baby, I know you have painkillers. Yeah. But what happens if you don't have painkillers? Does it hurt? Y- yes, yes, it's, it, it is quite painful. And also, do you cry when you give birth? Um, well, you get quite focused. Um, Leo, do you know how a baby comes out? Um, it like pops out. Oh, I know. How? Um, uh, maybe because, um, she um, used his hands to call out. How do you think babies come out of the tummy? Uh, I think they come out by their willy. What about if it comes out in a car? But what about if you're driving it and there's a baby coming out? Yeah, you'd have to pull over. You'd have to stop the car, wouldn't you? But what about if there's no, no, no place to pull over? You'd have to find somewhere. It's pretty important that you stop the car. You could ring the police. That's exactly what you do. You'd ring the ambulance, wouldn't you? Let's finish with a would you rather. So, as ever, to finish up the podcast, we are going with Sam's uh, would you rather segment. This time around, it's Sam's turn to set the topic. So, what are we doing? Well, obviously, we're talking about birth. So yeah. We're going to keep it birth related. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you, Ali, would you rather go into labour at rush hour on a packed tube mm. and I'm talking like between Sweaty. between stations like really right. busy like yeah, really slow moving packed tube or in the car on a traffic jam on the M25 on a Friday afternoon trying to get over the Dartford tunnel okay I definitely know oh definitely know tube every time but what if the tube gets stuck between the stations I don't care you know why this why? has influenced my decision because a car the thing about a car that annoys me more than anything car manufacturers take note is that the back seat is not flat it has those weird slight ripples where each seat bit right and it slopes backwards a bit so if you're stuck there laboring for a couple of hours it's not particularly comfortable on a tube it's flat the floor so i would think clear about, yeah, but think about the audience i don't care they'd help are you serious yeah i mean think about the number of people that are in a room when you give birth like hey we've just been talking about how many people see your flaps before the big day oh, i wouldn't worry no. about it i'd be like excuse me get out of the way to be fair, I would be my waters would break, which is what like three or four liters based on last time. So that would wash most of them out of the way. It'd be fine. Then I get everyone to lay down their coats, so it'd be nice and comfy for me. And let's Can I just say, say I'm not volunteering my coat out to save somebody else in labour. If you think you're getting my nice Sarah Jack coat off my back, I would be like, uh, no, sir, I don't know you. I don't, I don't want to mess it. with an enraged I don't woman. Want your waters. And also the wonderful thing about the tube, it is uh, a cross section of society. So you're definitely going to get like a doctor, probably an anaesthetist with some spare. Uh, you know drugs in his bag definitely you might get a drug wife. dealer who could be helpful hey he'd be helpful <laughs> you know I think it would all be fine I would have gone Dartford not that you asked by the way but <laughs> I hadn't finished yet in <laughs> right. terms of my thing but yeah so that's why because I think Dartford 
you'd be like in a I'd come in a car apart from anything else with my three liters of uh, broken waters I'd be drowning it'd be coming up to the windows yeah so talk me through well it's because Dartford you've got all the emergency services there because they're always primed at Dartford no but you're in you're in the tunnel so they can't get to you I didn't say I was in the tunnel I was approaching the Dartford no you're in it if I'm stuck between stations you're in a tunnel no okay but that's fine you can't get emergency services but there's like um, exits you've not seen the doors in the tunnel no 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 you're stuck Okay, well, that changes things. But I, excuse me, this was my game. No, but if I'm stuck between stations, you're stuck in a tunnel. Okay, well, just like you can get out of your state, your tube, I'll get out of my car. And go where? They're going to get bring a stretcher no. on the wheels. Okay, you're not allowed now, emergency okay. services. Oh, I see. You can't oh, have emergency services. Okay, so services. if you can't have emergency service assistance, then maybe the tube is the way forward. Either way... It's a disaster. I just can't bear the thought of a whole tube watching The good me. thing about um, Dartford is you get a lot of lorry drivers and they've always got good snacks, which for you, giving birth would be key. True. So you'd get some high-energy snackage happening, which you wouldn't get in a tube. Yeah, but the thing is, in the tunnel, the lorry wouldn't fit in the tunnel, so they'd have taken the above-ground route. Oh, problematic. I'd white have load of You'll Bel- have lots of white and brown men. Have a load of Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe the old waffle, you might yeah. be in luck. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. I just don't think that you'd have as much help, and you'd have to signal for help, because you'd be in your car. Yeah. In a tube, they can't escape. They've got to help me. Yeah, but I would love to see the great British public <laughs> trying to help, because people just look in the other direction, turn their music up on their headphones, go, la, 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 pretend it's not happening. They, there's no way with the amount of noise I'd be making they'd have to listen but also there will be those of you out there listening who have actually given birth on a tube there are what people are the that have that? I don't know but we're going to find them and I'm going to find someone that's given birth on a tube yeah. and you need to find someone that's given birth in the dark, in the dark the tunnel, the tunnel. Okay. and we'll get them back on here and interview them I would love that <laughs> okay that's our task for the, yeah. for the next for couple of weeks guys if you have <laughs> given birth on a tube or given birth in the dark for tunnel or actually anywhere near the dark for tunnel in the yeah. traffic jam please Please do get in touch. It's hello at awfulhours.com. Make sure you title Dartford <laughs> Tube in the subject. Really look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks and, for listening. Um, we'll do another one soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So get in touch if there is anything you'd like us to cover at hello at awfulhours.com. Thanks also to Ben Sound for our amazing jingles and sound effects. We will get better using them, we promise. And finally, thanks to you for listening. And tune in for the next one.